I want you to start it this time. I thought I started it last time. No, you started the outro last time. Oh, okay. So you say, you're listening to Alex. No, you say, you're listening. Yeah, yeah okay, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> you're listening to Alex with Lando and Lexi. Boom. Nailed it. We got it that time. Good job, Lando. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay, so what's, what's, uh, what is the most beautiful thing in your life right now? My knee. Just kidding. Money or your knee? <laughs> I said my knee. Your knee. My knee. I'm kidding. My niece is the most beautiful thing in my oh, life right is. now. She She just started walking. Oh. And playing the didgeridoo through this tube. Yeah. Very cute. She's Very adorbs. cute. She is my favorite person on the planet. In fact, she is literally my favorite person ever. Ouch. What about me? Uh, you're my twin. So you're my twin. That's all. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's everything. That's everything you are to me. You are my twin. And that should be enough, shouldn't it? Mm, fine. Very well. So, okay, okay. Um, I feel like there was something that I thought of that I want to that I want to talk about. Um, you should move closer move a little bit to your mic and like talk into it a little bit more so like, like this? sit on a side. I'm super yeah. close. Are you? Yeah. Maybe I have poor depth perception. Okay, cool. Rad. Rad. Um, what did I want to say? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, dear. Okay. So. You know, I was invited to play Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons. I made my character and then they kicked me out. They kicked you out? I didn't even get to play. Why did they kick you out? There's a whole long backstory to that, but we'll just not get into it. Okay, because that would be a 40-minute rant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right, you can tell me another time then. Um, but I'm going to play D&D tonight, and I'm stoked for it. because uh, So I'm playing this character named Gwynip. Uh, Gwynip Dragonslayer. Oh, and, dear. And, uh, and she is awesome. She's so cool. She's a half-elf, and... Um, she's just like wants to be friends with everybody. She's a swashbuckling rogue, and people who play D and D five E will know what I'm talking about. But this is really funny. Okay, everybody who comes up to her, they're like, "Oh, Dragon Slayer." Is there any significance to that name? And she says, "Oh no, it's hyphenated." My dad's last name was Dragon. My mom's last name was Slayer. <laughs> pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Um, in another campaign, I'm playing a guy named Jack. He's a huge fan of adventurers. He carries around a poster of his favorite adventurers. And it wound up getting him in some trouble. But now he is part of a multi-level marketing company. Sounds like a scam pyramid scheme it's, it it is a scam um but he's involved with it and he desperately tries to get every npc he comes across to join so i guess you could say things are going pretty well in the campaign yeah i'm not sure if the dm would agree with me anyways i can tell that you don't like D D, alandra i don't understand it because okay. nobody's taken the time to like fully explain it and i've never played as i said i made a character and then i got kicked out before actually playing. You know what would be so fun? Doing a D&D &D 
episode. You've talked about that before. No, but like on this show. So that you can play. Okay. And we'd get like a couple other people named Alex or something. And then we could do a whole... That would be awesome, actually. Okay, let's plan on that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so what, what's what's going on, Alandra? What's going on? Tell me tell me about your non-D&D obsessed life. Well, I'm currently obsessed with school. <laughs> I haven't even been able to read anything, and it's killing me. Tell me about school. How's school, how's school going for you, Alandra? Let's start from the beginning. Maybe when you worked at Smashburger. Oh, all right, everybody. Back up. No. No, I did some of the assignments today. I didn't do the one that's due on Wednesday, but I did the two that were due on Friday. So. So you're kind of ahead. Kind of ahead in one of my classes. Yeah. Nice. The other one I'm almost finished is just kind of making it look pretty in final touches and stuff. Right. And then it's done. Hey, wait. Okay. So because I had to cut all of that stuff out of the last episode, why don't you shut off your ringer? Sorry. And I'll do the same because I'm pretty sure mine's on too. <laughs> why don't we... Do a quick back history? Do, do a quick, uh, a very brief, let's keep it brief. Okay. Little story about how school is going and what you're what you're studying let's talk specifically about what you're studying and how you're enjoying it okay so i'm in school to be an educational assistant um it's more of i work with students who need extra help Mm -hmm. so like students who are struggling in reading or like special needs students and stuff so that's kind of what i am going to school for it's a one-year program so far, it's been fun. Um, they always remind us, you're not always going to be paired with a teacher who likes you or you like them. And I've had that um, already happen to me in my practicum. So I've already kind of know yeah. that not everybody's going to like you, but you still got to do your job. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that goes with any profession anywhere. I mean, I'm really fortunate. Everybody that I work with, everybody I work with, I love. They're all awesome. All, all the people that I work with. Um, and so it's, I don't know. It's, it's the joke is that I work alone. Um, (laughs) that's why it's funny that I love all the people that I work with, but then, I mean, even my clients, I really enjoy working with and uh but I know because I'm starting to be a teacher and I know that there are going to be people that I don't get along with great in there right I mean the best you can do is like be flexible and stuff yeah like they always tell us oh as an EA you have to be flexible you have to be willing to do anything that still is under the umbrella of your job um criteria job description yeah yeah anything that's in your job description yeah 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 i think that's going to be an interesting job for you i've already gotten sick once yeah so closer to um christmas um before my last practicum 
and before the last day of my practicum that semester ended, I was getting sick and they actually had enough students out of school sick that they declared the school a um, an outbreak school. And so they said any student who has so much as a like a little tiny cough, keep them home. Like, really? Don't even send them to school. They had 150 students out in one day. And that's a school of, I think they had 600 students. Wow. Yeah. So then they had like people from the school board come in, sanitize everything yeah. that night. And yeah, so I... I caught what was ever, whatever was going around yeah. that school, so I got sick. But like I, I work, so I was working with grade sixes during that time. I work with grade one kids, and you know, right? They've got their fingers up their nose all the time. They're right. touching stuff. They're not, they're not being any sort of clean yeah. at all. Haven't gotten sick yet from them. So wow, that's crazy. That's 25% of the school. Yeah. Sick. Right. I'm just going to hang a lantern on something here, Alandra. There might be a lot of background noise because the people upstairs are being oh. loud yeah. currently. Um, just a heads up for, for listeners. Sorry, I live in a basement. There's not, there's not really a quiet place. This is why we need to get a soundproofed bus yes and then Thank we can travel you. around and and uh and do podcasting that way yep i would love to like i loved living in my car like it was actually a lot of fun yeah um and i think i think you're gonna love being in your van i i, I hope i do it's cool because it's just different yeah you know like it's it's just a change and everything you have is right there i think well and like i'm doing this because i felt like i was a pack rat right and like i honestly was i had a roommate for a year previously and she also had a whole lot of stuff and so in this small basement that i live in with two people who own a whole ton of junk, mm -hmm. I was feeling very claustrophobic and suffocated. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's kind of what kicked me into getting rid of a whole ton of stuff. Um, I've already taken a ton of stuff to donate. My trunk is currently full and I have more stuff in my house mm -hmm. to take out. So it's kind of nice and freeing to get rid of all of that stuff and it was actually having my roommate move out was probably the most freeing of it all mm -hmm. <laughs> because all of her stuff was gone and so I felt like I could breathe um after that and then and then I kind of felt like my stuff was suffocating me and so then I just started de-junking right so if you could like um I don't know, like, because we have a lot of stuff, right? We just have a lot of extra things, right? And so I wonder, I don't know, how do you, 
how do you decrease all of that? You know, like what's, what's the, the ideal way of living free from, you know, all this excess material? Well, from all of my YouTube watching hours and research on articles and stuff, not everybody is going to be, is going to have like the same idea of like minimalism and not mm -hmm. everybody is going to do minimalism the same way. Right. Um, my friend, she lives in a house with three other people. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend's not there most of the time, but his stuff is. But both of them don't have a lot of stuff. So when I, when I go to their house, it's always clean. And when she does clean, it's basically vacuuming and wiping down surfaces. Right. There's no junk to put away anywhere, nothing to hide in junk drawers or in boxes, whatever. Like, it's all very clean. Mm -hmm. And even, even the other two people living there, very clean. Like, there's not a speck anywhere. Yeah. Except... She has a ton of plants. And so like her little, you could say, clutter item was plants. Right. But she just likes bringing the outside in. And so mm. her plants are kind of like her babies and she takes care of them and stuff. And so like some people could see all of her plants as a clutter item. Right. But she doesn't. Um... Yeah. And like, that's the same, like I have a whole ton of books and I don't plan on getting rid of them. And so some people might be like, oh, well, why do you have so many books? It's because I read. It's because I read them. Right. I mean, yeah, like that's what it comes down to. Is it, is it something that's going to fulfill you? Is it something that's yeah. going to make you feel whole? Because yeah, I own a lot of things that I don't need, Right. I don't need podcasting equipment. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, use it and have it and um, use it for work as well. But I don't need to be doing that for work. I'm in school for a different career. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so I think, you know, there's this distinction we need to really consider of like, what is a need? What is something you gain satisfaction or fulfillment from because for me getting to do a podcast is fulfilling right yeah because it's easier to ask somebody hey can we sit down for an hour and just chat over with microphones and versus instead of hey can you just come over and i want to sit at your kitchen table and uh we'll just chat like yeah. you know like there's a different appeal to it so for me podcasting is very fulfilling right and so these, these things that I own fulfill me in some way and I take care of them, right? And yeah. I make sure that they're well-maintained. And whereas we have a lot of other things where it's like, why did I get that? Well, you know? I'm, I'm looking through my stuff and my parents, well, our parents put together a kind of baby box right. for us, right? And... I was looking through it um, like years and years ago and it was all my school stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was everything from kindergarten to, I, don't, I think I was in grade 10 at the time. So every, all of my school stuff from those years was put in this box. Right. And so it took me a little while because 
I just thought that was normal. I was like, okay, like I'll hold on to all my school stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because that's just what my parents were doing, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then when I was told, because I had another box of stuff, when I was told, oh, hey, you can only have one box, that's when I went through and I was like, okay, do I really need all of these papers Mm -hmm. for school? And like, I still held on to some because... I was like, okay, you know, like maybe it's like a keepsake, look back on memories kind of thing. I was going through that same box and I emptied out. So that box was just over half filled. Yeah. And I emptied out and I got it to just under the halfway point. Mm-hmm. And I had put more stuff into it. Yeah. More stuff that I wanted to keep as like little mementos. But I got rid of 90% of the last of the school stuff that I had in there. And I got rid of a whole ton of Christmas cards and birthday cards that I didn't actually need to hold on to. So, like, for me, it was really, like, I was holding on to the papers. Because that's that's what I thought was a, appropriate and, like, okay. I So, I similarly went through my baby box and uh yeah pretty much all of it is thrown out and and it's interesting because i'm really into family history i have the family's uh old film reels Mm -hmm. and old photos and slides and stuff and even our mom's uh super eight projector and so i have all of these all of these things that tell this story and I'm constantly looking for more things to piece together the story of our family. I mean, I emailed a random church in Ontario uh, last week to try and get in touch with them to get some information. It's interesting to me to throw those things out, throw those papers out, because I always think I would love if we had grandpa's kindergarten booklet or notebook. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how much are we going to keep, right? How much How much do you keep around because, oh, well, someday somebody's going to dig up my bones and want to know about me, right? Yeah. And But you also yeah. have to think about it like if you're long dead, like chances are if you have a whole ton of stuff and your family members are going through it, they're not going to see the value in it that you did. Right. And so, like, for me, I love my books. My books could be something that I hold on to for years and years. And if I die, my family could be like, oh, well, they're just books. Right. And get rid of them. Right? Yeah. So, okay, so this is an interesting solution to that. Um, What I do, because I own a lot of books, right? And I'll, I'll buy them and I'll read them. And I'll also, I watch a lot of movies, right? Um, but not everything that I consume gets put into my library. Like I have a separate library that isn't like a solid actual physical library, but it's a place, Mm um, uh, where, or an idea where I keep all the things that I think this is good, right? Like I don't keep every movie that I watch. I don't keep every book that I read, but I... You know, the ones that I think this, this one, this one means something. 
I keep those, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, look through that stuff and pick out the books that you think, I think this would, you know, maybe be interesting for, you know, a great, great grandchild to read someday. Like they might find this enlightening, right? Those are the kinds of movies and books and stuff that I keep and that I stick with because I think, uh, say somehow, no, this has value, right? This has, this has formative value to my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're left with a stack of papers, you know, from your deceased ancestor and you're like, I can't go through all this. And that's, that's one thing, um, that pretty much every person who does minimalist videos agrees on Mm -hmm. or, um, does this add something to my life? Like, does it, does it better the quality of my life or does it fulfill me in any sort of way? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the process that I'm going through is, okay, like, am I going to use this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to use this often? Is it going to fulfill me? Mm -hmm. Kind of, those are like the questions I think about. And so I have a, so I make three piles and that's generally what they tell you to do. Three piles. One is, yes, I'm definitely going to keep this. The other one is "Mm, maybe. And then the other one is no, I'm getting rid of this. Mm -hmm. Um, what I have done is I've just made two piles and I've done getting rid of and maybe going to keep. Because I made a pile um, most recently that was, oh, I'm maybe going to keep some of this stuff. I went through it again. I was like, no, I'm not keep Half of the stuff that was in that maybe pile, I actually got rid of. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I needed to take a second look at it. And so I don't do like a definitely going to keep pile, a maybe and a no. I just do a no and a maybe. Because I think even if you think that you're going to keep some something and that it's going to be something that you're going to want later on and something that fulfills you, you might, like, after a few days, come back, look at it and be like, actually, no. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't belong. It belongs in my no pile. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Every year, every year... Um, so I move a lot because I, you know, live in the States, but then... I have to leave when the semester's over, right? And um, every time I go back, I unpack my things again. And as I unpack and I go through things, I kind of look at things and I think, I don't know why I've held on to that. And yeah. I get rid of it. Either give it away or throw it out if it's just basically trash that I kept. I try to limit the things that I take in so that it's not just like a constant barrage of you know oh like suddenly i have all these things all this random stuff well and and a lot um a lot of people who do like minimalist like youtube videos they also talk about how they have a rule if they buy like a piece of clothing they have to get rid of a piece of clothing Mm -hmm. so if they buy something they have to get rid of something and they do this so then they can keep their clutter 
down. Yeah. And I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to bring something in to the house, you should probably get rid of something. Yeah. Right? Um, and actually within the last year, I've gotten rid of about half of my wardrobe. Really? Yeah. So when I, when I moved into this place, I bought an extra um, rack Here. hanger thing because my closet although it's a walk-in closet, doesn't have a whole lot of hanging space. And so I had a problem because I hang all my shirts. I have a whole t- I had a whole ton of dresses. I had skirts that I hung. The only thing that I didn't hang was my pants. And that also became an exception sometimes because I hung some of my leggings mm. uh, just because I had to hang dry them uh, oh, after right. washing them. So I just hung them up on a hanger and then they just ended up getting hung. Um... So I bought an extra rack for clothing. And Mm -hmm. so I had the little space that I had full for hanging, uh, full of hanging clothes. I had that rack full of hanging clothes and my front hall closet. I had a whole ton of sweaters and jackets and stuff hanging as well. I got rid of a ton of stuff. So now I have nothing... um, my extra rack that I got for hanging stuff is half full. I have nothing hung anywhere else. Yeah. My jacket, I have one winter jacket and then I have sweaters. Yeah. Because, you know, here I don't see the point in having a rain jacket and like a light jacket and a sweater does perfectly fine. And if mm-hmm. it rains, I have a rain poncho that I just put on. Right. So that's that's what I use. Mm-hmm. So a winter jacket's really the only jacket that I actually think I have use for. And I was looking at my sweaters the other day. I was like, I need to get rid of some of these. And so I'm already thinking in my head about getting rid of some of my sweaters. I was looking at my clothes. I have considerably like shrinked my closet. And I'm still looking at it like, oh, I need to get rid of some stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't think I've had such little clothing options in my closet in a very long time. Hmm. And now, because uh, last August, before I started school, I took three bags of clothing up. Uh, one... Uh, yeah, three bags of clothing, and then I had one bag, a fourth bag that was mixed with shoes and purses that mm-hmm. I didn't want. And so I took, in total, four bags of clothing, accessories, whatever, up to my three little sisters, our three little sisters, and they went through it, and I got rid of all of that. Mm-hmm. And these bags weren't like half full they were like packed as like as much as i could cram in there i put it in yeah um and it feels good oh it does what like it is literally a weight lifted off of your shoulders you know yeah um you just don't have to worry about it anymore like living a simple life with things that you know that you know fulfill you feels so much better. 
Yeah. You know, when you when you say no, seriously, no is so magic. You just say just say no to to things. Yeah. Right? Uh today somebody asked me to do something and I just said no. And he's like, "Oh, come on." And I'm like, "You know, I don't have an excuse other than I don't feel like it." Yeah. I don't I don't and, want to. And I, I think him. I think And we, he totally respected it. Which is nice because I think we live in a world where a lot of people when they hear the word no are like, "Oh my gosh, you wounded me. Like why mm-hmm. are you doing this to me?" And they automatically like get mad at you. Mm-hmm. And even if you're like, "No, like I don't feel like it. Like no, I don't want to see people today like i'm very much so an introvert Mm -hmm. i can go days without seeing people and i'm totally fine right and and so when people are like oh well come hang out with me i'm like no i need some me time Mm -hmm. and they're like oh well you're boring i'm like right and you know i think i mean yeah everybody needs you know their space and their time and i think we need to be really aware of that and understanding and that sometimes, no, it's not a personal thing. Like I told this guy, he's a good friend of mine. And I told him, I said, it's not personal. I just don't feel like it today. Well, and we have to respect people when they say no mm-hmm. as well. Like no means no. I'm not, I'm not going to do it no matter how much you beg me. Yeah. I'm not going to change my mind. Well, so I have this experience uh, with podcasting. So my wax museum, the rule the rule on my wax museum is I have to know the guest. Mm-hmm. I have to know them prior to the interview, right? And I have to know them in a context that is not, you know, that is outside of me asking them to be on the show, right? And so so that that's kind of interesting. So I have to ask a lot of people who have never been on a podcast who have never been on camera, who've never, you know, used a microphone at all. And, and I invite them on. I say, hey, do you want to, you know, would you be down to be on my podcast? And sometimes I can tell they're a little, they're a little hes- hesitant. And that's when I say, you know, listen, I don't want un- unwilling guests. If you don't feel comfortable with it, for whatever reason, doesn't matter. You might not feel comfortable sharing your life with the internet. You might not um, be interested in sitting and talking about yourself for an hour. Or maybe a microphone is just intimidating to you, right? Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. And I tell them that. I say, I say, you can say no. I just thought I'd ask because, you know, I I know you and I'd love to get to know you some more. And this is just an interesting way that I do that. And yeah, I've had tons of people say no because it's not everybody's thing. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah, not not everybody's going to like the same stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. I know some people are, think I'm super weird for knitting. I love to knit. Yeah. And that is one thing. I have so much yarn. It's not even funny. Like I, I've actually had to steer clear of the yarn section in Walmart. Yeah, I've been there for that. Because I would see it and be like, oh my gosh, I love this color. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I've actually like physically had to avoid that section in Walmart, which actually they made it bigger 
and so they have a whole lot more of a selection and it's really really hard but now I go and I look and I'm like oh that would be cute but I have a similar color at home right and I walk away yeah you have a little more self-control yeah, beforehand, I would see some yarn and be like, oh, awesome, I'm going to buy this. So I have a ton of yarn. And that's one, um, I don't get to knit as much as I would like to, mm -hmm. but I do quite enjoy doing it. So that's one of the items that I'm not going to de-junk because it's something that I want to continue doing and I want to do more of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Uh, you should send me some pictures of your knitting so that I can put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a D and D game to get to. Bummer. Um, but, uh, yeah, send me, send me those pictures of what you've knitted. Cause it is really awesome. It is super cool. Well, I just like, I recently knitted myself a hat. First time ever making a hat. It turned out awesome. That's what everybody says, and I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to knitting. I'm like, oh, well, it could have been better, but it was my first time. So, I mean, it's still awesome considering everything. Um, but, yeah, like my hat, super warm. Mm -hmm. I wore it on a cold day uh, earlier this past week, and it kept me warm. My head was sweating afterwards. Really? Yeah. Like, that's how nice it was. I, one of the first things that I made was a scarf and I still wear it quite often and it keeps me warm. Yeah. I made myself a blanket. Now it took me four years to make this blanket and it's literally more of like a child's blanket cause it doesn't quite fit a person, but it's still super warm. Like I think knitted stuff is just awesome. I made myself mitts and there will be a picture in the notes. They look awful. But I also made them at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was, again, my first time making mitts. So, I mean, knitting is something that I quite enjoy. And there's a lot of stuff that you can knit. Mm -hmm. And so, and they keep you warm. And they're, you can wash them in the washing machine. Really? Yes, you can. I, I got pop on my scarf. And so I had to wash it. Nice. And it still looks as good as it did when I first made it. So. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, no. You can throw... Um, generally, you should find out the washing instructions. Right. But I've had to wash my knitted stuff before, and it washes perfectly fine. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Plug. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Sorry. So, rant. No, no. that's It wasn't 40 <laughs> minutes, so... Hey, if this is an awkward transition, that's because Alandra just went on a 40-minute tangent about knitting. Um, I didn't, I promise. So, uh, but, okay, so we, we do have to wrap it up. Uh, there's, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, sorry for all the noise coming from upstairs. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, the fire alarm is now off, and we just wanted to say thank you for listening to Alex. With? Lando? And Lexi. I want to redo it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Alex. With Lando? And Lexi. Mecco.